If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be reading Chapter 7 of Wings of Fire, The Hidden Kingdom. Next! Boomed a voice from the Queen's Treehouse. The first dragon ambled across the bridge, yawning, and slid through the curtains of silver-yellow flowers that hung in the doorway. Can I come in for your audience? Glory asked Mangrove. She wanted to know how Queen Magnificent would handle the problem of of missing rain wings. Why? Mangrove asked suspiciously. I'm not letting you have my turn. I'll just listen, Glory promised. Hmm, he said. All right, I suppose. She turned to the last rain wing in the line and took a guess. Are you here about a missing dragon, too? A dragonette, the rain wing answered. The scarlet flickered in her, the scarlet flickers in her ruff were reflected in the dark burgundy of her scales. Everyone thinks I lost her while we were venom training, but I know it wasn't my fault. She stamped her talons on the wooden platform and hissed at the skeptical looks on the nearest dragon's faces. So, what happened to her? Lori asked. The burgundy dragon flung her wings up. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she ran off. She's a terrible student and a pain in the tail. I just wanted to be cleared so I can have my assignment back. Poor Romilly Dad. If you have no assignment, that, if you have no assignment, that means last choice of sometime spots and only leftovers at feeding time. The pale orange dragon explained to Glory. It's not a lot of fun. You must also want to find her. Glory said to Romilly Dad. Aren't you worried? She'll show up eventually, said Romilly Dad, flipping her burgundy tail back and forth. Assuming she's still alive, Glory thought. If you're both here about missing dragons, she said, won't it make it sense? Won't it make sense to see the queen together? Romilly Dad and Mangrove blinked at each other, considering. Next, called the voice again. The first dragon emerged and flew away, and the orange dragon hauled her dragonette across the bridge into the tree house. There could be totally there could be totally different explanations, Mangrove said. I'm sure something terrible happened to Or Orchid. And I'm pretty sure King Kang King Kang Du ran off and, uh, to spite me said Bromley Dad. Still, Glory said, I mean it makes no difference to me, but maybe she listened to two dragons more than she'd listened to one. Bromeliad glanced at the three dragons in line between her and Mangrove. One was fast asleep, and the other two seemed to be half listening, half watching butterflies. Next, come on, Mangrove said, reaching back and hauling Bromeliad up with him. And you too, he said to Glory. Wait here, Glory called to her friends. Clay looked up with melon stuffed with looked up with melon stuffed in his cheek as she hurried over the walkway after the rain wings. Glory heard Tsunami starting to protest, and then the voices of Starflight and Sun hushing her. The hanging vines of yellow flowers smelt like honey and vanilla. They swished against Glory's snow as she pushed through, in, through into the sunlit room beyond. To su- her surprise, there were no guards, no soldiers protecting the, the queen, no heralds announcing each arrival. The only dragon in the room was Queen Magnificent herself. Curled up on a sort of nest made from lacy scarlet flowers and scraps of russet moss monkey fur. The queen was as large as coral, but personally, Glory thought she was a lot more impressive. 
Instead of gaudy ropes of pearl, Magnificent wore only a few garlands of white dragon wing flowers, which set off the iridescent brightness of her shifting scales. Settling under one of her wings was a silvery gray sloth, much like the one on Glory's back. It made a welcoming noise, and Glory's snuff burbled in response. <clears throat> the queen flicked the point of her tail and leaned forward to sniff at Glory. Her green eyes were friendly and a little sleeping-looking. You're new, she said cheerfully, aren't you? How exciting. I like new things. It's my turn, Mangrove insisted. The drug... The, this dragonet just wants to watch. All right, said Queen Magnificent, as if she wasn't that curious anyway. She turned to Mangrove and brought Melly Dad and wrinkled her snout to look like she was listening. Go ahead. You know why I'm here, said Mangrove. Orchid is still missing. It's been three weeks. We have to go looking for her. Orchid, said Queen, tapping her chin thoughtfully. Of course, still missing. Orchid. I come to see. I come to you about this every day," Mangrove said. "Remember, we were fruit gathering together, and she disappeared." "Mm-hmm," said the queen. "What about you?" Bromeliadad shook out her wings. "My student King Gaiju ran off during a venom training session and hasn't come back. I want the blame lifted for me so I can go back to my regular life." "How long ago was this?" "About eight days," said Bromeliadad. She's no one's favorite dragonette, I might add. All right, then, said the queen. You may start training again. Thank you, said Bromidad with a bow, backing toward the door. Hang on, Gloria said. Not that it means anything to me, but isn't anyone worried that two dragons disappear within a few days of each other? Did they? said the queen. She curled her front talons around a sloth and stroked its head. They'll probably turn up. Dragons usually do. Not lately, Mangrove said. We have twelve dragons missing from our village right now, including Orchid and Kinkaju. Twelve, murmured the queen. Someone's been counting. Who has that kind of energy? She yawned and looked at her claws. There was an awkward pause. Bromley Dad shuffled a few steps closer to the floor. Mangrove coiled his tail tightly around his talons and glared at the queen. Um, Glory said, look, again, this is none of my business, but maybe someone should investigate, like, find out if they all disappeared from the same general area, or if they have anything in common, or if they left any clues behind. All right, the queen said innily, sounds tiring. Who wants to do that? Glory looked at Mangro, but he was already pointing at her. She should do it, he said. She seems like she has useful, she seems like she has useful questions. Splendid, said the queen. Let's do that. Problem solved. Next! Wait, Glory said. I don't do stuff like this, and I'm kind of busy with other things. Well, I guess that depends. Saving the world and stopping the war is what the dragonets in the prophecy are supposed to do. And I'm not actually in the prophecy, but I guess if I accept my regular reigning destiny, there's absolutely nothing I have to do. Talk along on someone else's destiny, or settle for a future of a snoozing dingbat. Fantastic choice you've left me with, talons apiece. Mangrove and Bram and Dad had already swept out of the door. Glory started to follow and then jumped back as Tsunami burst in, followed by the other dragonets. Clay and Starflight had their shoulders under Webb's wings, and their guardian was staggering like his tail was about to fall off. Ooh, said the queen, perking up. You're all new. What about... Glory glanced out at the waiting platform and saw that the other three dragons were gone. We convinced him that our situation was an emergency, Starflight said. Well, Sunny did. 
Sunny beamed. Greetings, Queen of the Rain Wings, Starflight said grandly. He swept his wings out and bowed low. Ooh, the Queen said again. We have come to you despite great peril and a time of crisis to throw ourselves upon your merciful... We need your help, Tsunami said. Magnificent, droop, magnificent wings drooped a little. Oh dear, she said. Do I have to do something? This is Webbs, Sunny said, tugging on his town to lead him forward. She pointed to the venomous gash near his tail, and Queen Magnificent made a disposing tsk noise. That is very ugly, the Queen observed. It sure is, said Glory. Also, it's killing him. Minor detail. Your dragons know about poison, Tsunami said. We need someone who can help us cure him. That doesn't look like something something one of us did, said the queen. We never use our venom on other dragons. All the dragonettes shot sideways looks at Glory. She narrowed her eyes back at them. I dare you to tell her what I've done to save your stupid scales, she thought. I'm. It's not raining venom, Starfight said hastily. He was scratched by a sandwing's tail barb. Oh, said the queen. I don't know anything about those. She took a deep breath to yell, Next! But Sunny interrupted her before she could. Oh, please, you must have healers, she pleaded. Someone who could look at it, please, we don't want him to die. Well, some of us don't, Gloria muttered. Queen Magnificent tapped her claws on the treehouse floor. Her sloth seized one of her talons and tried to gnaw on it. Do have healers, said the queen, rolling her sloth painfully on its back. I guess you could talk to them. They're about twelve tree lodges down from here, and one of those, and the one with the red berries growing on the balcony. She pointed out one of the windows. They might not be able to do anything, but you may ask. Thank you, Sunny said, backing toward the door. And don't forget to report back to me on that investigation, Magnificent said to Glory. It'll be nice to have some it'll be nice to have something to make Mangrove go away. What's your name, anyhow? Glory, she answered. She I was stolen from the Ramings by this dragon six years ago when I was still an egg. Glory pointed at Webbs. Oh my the Queen said, That is rude. Well I'm glad he finally brought you back, dear. He did nothing of the sort, Glory flared. I brought myself back. He was going to let me die. Glory, Sonoma interrupted with a frown. What are you doing? I don't know, Glory thought. Maybe I just want someone to be punished for everything I've been through, and the fact that nobody here even noticed I was gone. She took a deep breath and focused all the the dark rolling red and billowing orange of her scales until she was calm, white, like the blossoms around the queen's neck. Nothing, she said to Glory. Whatever. I just figured Magnificent would want to know what happened to me, but she doesn't, and who really cares anyway? Glory bowed to the queen and stepped over to the door. You all go to the, you go all see the healers. I'm going to start looking for missing dragons. She pushed through the yellow flower curtain, because someone should care when dragons disappear. <laughs>